Welcome to the Anchored Voice. This is a podcast helping men to anchor life. I'm your host, Dr. Phil Two. Welcome to the program. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Phil Two. Check this out. We've got a crazy podcast coming up. I'm co-hosting with Carmela Monk Crawford. She's the editor of Message Magazine, which I write for. And uh, this is What's the Message. And since I'm co-hosting, it's coming on the Anchored Voice platform. So check this out. This subject's called Virgin Men Do Exist. Tweet us, Instagram us. Let us know what you think about this. Stay anchored. Good morning and welcome to What's the Message? Do you believe we're already up here to episode 64? I think I lost count and I cannot even believe it. We're doing well. I'm glad you're with us today. We got so much to talk about. I'm your host for today, Carmela Monk Crawford, editor of Message Magazine, which is the longest running Black Christian magazine in the country on the continent, I would dare say in the world, and we don't do this because we're bragging, but God uh, puts us here and preserves us because he has something to say to and through Black people. And we've got some conversations that we need to have today, some very important conversations. As you know, uh, things are running a little special right now. I'm running solo, but I need you to help me out today and go ahead and weigh in on the comments as we talk to our guests. Go ahead and share and share a like. You can't keep all this goodness to yourself. This is what we need to do to come along like side and share with each other and uplift each other. One thing I know about is that we've been praying in our office for the people with that condo collapse down in Florida. We prayed just again today. I can only imagine the hurt and the pain and the angst that people are feeling, not only losing their loved ones, but to walk away, the people who did walk away, to know that there's people still there or there were neighbors and 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 living beings, their, their pets, and just walking away from all of your belongings with just the clothes on your back. So we're just lifting them up today. And especially as they call time on search and rescue, and now this shifts over into a recovery effort. There's so much going on in the world today, and we got to be there for each other. You know, the other story that we've been thinking about here at Message is the story about Bill Cosby, who was released, as many of us know, last week. And we talked about it just a moment last week. And we had a great article. And I invite you to go back to messagemagazine.com and look at the article by Tim Golden, who is a professor at Walla Walla University, who really goes through and takes the time to analyze what does this mean, not only legally, but what is our responsibility going forward? So I want you to take a a chance to look at this. We'll continue that conversation this week on messagemagazine.com as we talk about the fallout 
for survivors of sexual violence and sexual abuse and assault. You know, has the clock had to be rewound? Have we lost ground uh, as, you know, in the wake of, you know, just such a, a time of empowerment when people who have been abused and victimized and traumatized have been able to come out and speak up and know that they have the backing of people around them. They have the backing of the community who now believes and supports them through their trauma. So we're going to continue this conversation this week. But today, we have a young man on as one of our guests, uh, Mr. Jeremiah Chase, uh, author and entrepreneur, <laughs> author of the book, uh, Virgin Men Do Exist. And this, this young man, his whole life is geared toward uplifting uh, the standard for men and women. And so we're going to talk to him in a few minutes. But before we get to that, because, you know, you got to stay tuned for his fascinating journey. So interesting. The book is a fun read and he makes the whole topic fun, uh, yet it kind of cuts deep. So we're going to talk to him in a few minutes. <laughs> Before we get there, though, oh, my goodness, this is the first. We're going to continue to do this. We had to talk to one of our regular columnists for Message Magazine. Dr. Philip McGuire Wesley has been with us for several years and he writes the elevation column. And because what we're trying to do is make sure that people, you got something at the end of the day that you can listen to, a book that you can read, an app that could make your life easier. So Dr. Philip Wesley, who has just recently, um, you know, moving into a new position as the assistant superintendent for spiritual life, at the Northeastern Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. He's in charge of of schools and helping young people on their spiritual journey. And so, but he's ours and he's our blessing to be here today. Dr. Phil, this is our own Dr. Phil, y'all. Go ahead, tag somebody <laughs> and share it. Dr. Phil, how you doing? All right, all right. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> I'm glad to see you today. Come on, you talked to me. You said a few minutes ago, that uh, your little baby is there sleeping. Tell us about yourself. You got, you're married and you got uh, three kids. Talk to me. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, wow, a lot going on, a lot going on, a <laughs> lot going on. But, but uh, yeah, Trey, Trey is knocked out right now. Just put him mm -hmm. to sleep right before we got on. Um, and uh, three daughters, uh, between my wife and I, we just um, excited about, you know, just raising kids. So, uh, you know, uh, business is, is going great, mm -hmm. uh, new position, new opportunities, and I'm all about shaping your new start, right? Everybody needs a new start. Mm -hmm. So no matter where you are in life, no matter what level, no matter what time you are, you need a new start, and it can happen today, right? Uh, you sound so positive. I mean, I remember just what a year and a half ago, two years ago, you were in that grind, finishing that doctorate, <laughs> doing everything, managing a business. How do you shape a new start when you're so busy? You just have to decide that you're going to do it. First, you have to decide some mindset. You mm -hmm. know, once you have that mindset, then everything else and you're learning, you're, you're learning through your failures, like Shh, that didn't work. Okay. Let's start again. Let's get yeah. back up. Yeah. Let's keep learning and let's keep growing and let's see how we can do it better. So, mm -hmm. you know, you, you have to definitely look back and say, Hey, I'm, I'm better than I was last year. I'm in a better mm -hmm. position. I'm, I have more opportunities. Uh, sometimes a lot of us are waiting for opportunities. No, you got to create it. 
Yeah. You know, sometimes you just can't wait for your opportunity. You got to create your opportunity. I know. And, you know, that all starts in your mindset. You can't, you know, sitting around like nobody's trying to give me this. Not create it. I don't need a publisher to come and say, hey, write a book. Let me just write it. Right. You know, I don't need a publisher. I can publish it. You know, nowadays, technology, so much going on. I mean, through the pandemic, I shut everything down, went virtual, Mm -hmm. put out two podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, did virtual church. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you've got to create your opportunities. And and a lot of times with adversity comes opportunities. Say it. Say That's it. how you shape your new start. You look at your adversity and say, all right, what is my opportunity? Kind of like the SWOT uh, uh, analysis, right? You got to mm-hmm. do a SWOT analysis. What is your strengths, your weakness, your opportunities and your threats? Yeah. And, you know, you you look at that and you realize nothing is going to keep me back from striving for what I need to get done. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So you so you may be juggling a few things, family, business, uh, ministry, you know, whatever it is, you know, you have to decide that you're going to do it and make it happen. Yeah. Talk to us about you. You got this business, um, uh, your business, uh, McGuire Entertainment. Is that right? Did I say it? Yes. McGuire Entertainment. What led you to um, go into sort of this media and entertainment uh, business? Uh, It was more from a passion of seeing artists uh, like independent artists have great content, great Mm -hmm. music. Nobody knows about them. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of out there, but it's like, well, who's going to speak up for them? Who's going to say, hey, listen to this. Hey, Mm -hmm. check them out here. And so a friend of mine, uh, Paula Blackwell, one day was like, well, why don't you start it? Like, stop yeah. waiting for the church to create it. Why don't you create it? You be the one. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, OK, all right, well, <laughs> let's see how we're going to get this done. So yeah. uh, first it started out with McGuire Music Group. Um, and then my sister was like, hey, you know, we're more than just music. Let's expand this thing. Right. So we, we changed it to McGuire Entertainment Group. And we are all about putting out Christian content, positive content, content that uplifts. So it's not just about music. It's about promoting authors, influencers, uh, entrepreneurs, people that are striving for something greater mm-hmm. and, and putting it out in a form where Christ can get uplifted in different forms. So mm-hmm. you can you can find Christ through a podcast. You can find Christ through a music video. You can find Christ through a book. We just want to make sure that we put all kind of content out there as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me a little bit because I know that, you know, you like all different kinds of music and different kinds of things. How and you are also a pastor of two churches. I mean, we talk about this man is working. He's putting in the work. Okay, so you're a pastor of two different churches. How important is a fresh sound? And some different kinds of uh, styles to your worship services, not your worship services, but, you know, the services. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and shout out to my church, Emmanuel Seventh-day Adventist Church in Providence, Rhode Island, and uh, Mount Olive Seventh-day Adventist Church in New London, Connecticut. So uh, mm-hmm. shout out to them. We, we've been doing great. I, I think music is so important. And um, 
it's unfortunate that you have some people that like to nitpick on different genres of music Mm -hmm. and try to use the Bible to do that when there is no biblical context to what their argument is about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I just believe in using whatever is going to meet the needs of our community and meet the needs of our congregation. Sometimes it's not even just about the congregation. Sometimes it's about the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, utilizing different gifts, different talents. Um, this year we've gone virtual, so I've had to use every kind of video possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've learned how to use content. I've gotten flagged from YouTube and all kind of <laughs> stuff. And I've, I've learned how to really uh, navigate through that process. Yeah. But we have so many talents. And, and, you know, in my teenage years, I wanted to be a rap artist straight up. Yeah, I, I heard. To be a rap artist. I was, I was striving for that. Um, I was, you know, growing up in New York, uh, you know, everybody was a rapper, basically. It's like mm-hmm. you, you didn't get away from a rapper. You, and, and if you grew up in New York, you knew one rapper or two. Yeah. Right. So I always tell this story. I was there in seventh grade at Linden, uh, Seventh Avenue School. And um, this guy Malik would come by every almost every day because his cousin went to school there mm-hmm. and he played ball with us, baseball, basketball. And he'd just always be around, just hanging mm-hmm. with us, pouring into us. And uh, one day he came to school in a, in a suit. Now, he didn't go to school. He just came by because he's older. <laughs> he's older by then. He wasn't at school. So he yeah. came to school in a suit. I'm like, Malik, what you doing in a suit, man? He was like, yo, man. Yo, uh, me and John just signed a record deal. I was like, for real? <laughs> yeah, man, we just started a group called Tribe Called Quest. I was uh-huh. like, word. And he was like, yeah, man. And that was that was the story. I, I saw him the day he signed the record deal wow. with a Tribe Called Quest. And, wow. you know, I modeled rapper, you know, my yes. style after Q-Tip and, um, you know, just always looked at them as kind of a role model of, and they shaped. They they shape hip hop from there in mm-hmm. just a different way, a different spin. Uh, so for all of my teenage life, that's all I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But but Balik also pulled me aside too, and he was like, "Listen, there's a lot more to this industry that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I know you want to get in here, but and it's cool being in a studio. It's cool uh, performing on stage, but there's so much more to the industry you don't know about." Mm-hmm. So I just want to warn you about that. And and he really just pulled me aside because I came to his house. His his house was open door, mm-hmm. come through, and, and we just vibed. And I'll never forget that conversation yeah. uh, that I had with him. And it kind of shaped where I wanted to go after that. I still was trying to pursue, but not as heavy because yeah. I knew there was some other calling out there for me. But, you know, I've always appreciated, you know, what, I went through trying to get in the hip hop industry and everything, you know, Mm -hmm. since then Malik has passed. And so uh, RIP to uh, Malik five Taylor. And, um, but you know, he grew up in, in the church too, grew up in the seventh Avenue church. And uh, so he knows he, he knew it was kind of like that conversation, man. I I, I know. And a lot of guys in the streets, they'll pull young men aside, but like, listen, I see a lot of future. I see a lot of potential in you, Mm -hmm. you know, walk this other way. Don't come down this block. <laughs> Don't come down this walk, way. Walk, walk Ooh, the other I way. I love that. Well, you talk know, to so me a for a second. You got, okay, first of all, you know now we're all asking if you have any any in you. you can you can you still spit some rhymes? What you got? What you got? Anything? Oh, oh boy. Oh. Am I putting you on the spot? I, this, uh, I know uh, your, uh, wait, uh, your, your members are like. 
No, no, no. Not anymore. I don't know about well, that Give me flow. something, though, before we um, we close out. We, give me something about, I mean, because you write the column for us, Elevation, and uh, every time message comes out, you give us some great recommendations about books and music. Give us, you know, leave us with a couple of things that we need to really check into that you think will, will elevate our spirits, our hearts and minds. Well, check it out. A long time ago, you know, I put in my book, All Right, Lessons for the uh-huh. Journey. That's a book I co-authored with Kimone Hines, Paula Blackwell. And mm-hmm. this tells the story of our journey, you know, just mm-hmm. lessons we've learned. I put the story about Fife in here in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe I have a quote from uh, Cool DJ Red Alert. I mm-hmm. met him and he was like, yeah, call me and I, I give you what you need. So yeah. uh, lessons for the journey. A uh, lot of great uh, lessons and quick notes that you want to get out of this mm-hmm. book. You can find that on Amazon. All right. Uh, man, my man just came out with his book, uh, Gamal and Alexander. So he came out. We've reviewed this, Faith oh, yeah. and Grace. Uh, so you can check that out uh, on Amazon oh, as well. Deep. <laughs> and you can go to uh, GamalAlexander.com. Yeah. All right. Now, my brother, uh, Nerva Altino, yes, just put this just, book out. I remember this one. This brother is so talented. One of the best pianists that you'll ever hear. Uh, I went to school with him, Atlantic Union College. Mm -hmm. Uh, He always won the competition. In fact, they always saved him for last. They were like, Mm -hmm. okay, everybody's good, but this guy is great. And he's performed in Carnegie uh, Carnegie Hall, um, you know, the Met. Mm -hmm. I mean, wherever, you know, uh, he, he has been great. But he has a book called More Than a Gift. Mm-hmm. more than a gift and tells his life story of you know growing up in queens and uh queens brooklyn you know and just how he had to shape his new start and everything so yeah uh you want to check that book out and well, then let me see let me just say we got a roll with this i love all of these and i want you to if you get the chance to please put some of your recommendations in the comments we got a roll with this I love what you do for Message Magazine because you take us there, you keep us current, you help us remember the things that can really nourish and strengthen us. I love what you're doing. How can we find you, follow you, maybe submit some suggestions for the Elevation column? Well, you know, you see my, uh, sorry, Uh, you you see my tag here, Dr. Phil uh, underscore two on uh-huh. Instagram. You can find me there. You can find McGuire ENT. Uh, my web, my email is always in the message magazine, uh, mm-hmm. info at McGuire dot com. Mm-hmm. Can you spell that for us again? I info at M C G U I R E E N T.com. Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, or you can go to, uh, we're on social media. You go to Instagram, McGuire Entertainment Group. You can find our website, McGuire Entertainment Group. Uh, anywhere you can find us, you can put us in. You will find us. I, right. I did my own research. I did my own Google research. I was like, let me make sure I'm easy to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. SEO is crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. You all remember to follow Dr. Phil and make sure when you hear something, you know, someone who has a book or some good music, whatever, send it to us at message. We would love to um, share it with other people so that other people can be elevated. That's That's the whole purpose for the column. I'm glad you're with us, Dr. Phil. Now, and I'm glad you're with us. I hope you can stay by. Can you stay by for a little while? I'm here. I'm here. I listen. I'm excited for the next guest. I'm, I'm, I was more we'll, trying to get me out of the way. <laughs> we'll stay until we hear the baby uh, cry, okay? All right. So, um, <laughs> the, the thing is, what you were mentioning a little while ago about the, the mentorship and the, the, what they poured into you. Not only that, the idea, you know, when you held up the book, I remember you um, when you were writing about it, you were talking about what uh, Brother Altino felt growing up playing classical music in the hood. Yeah. And to me, those two strains here kind of lead into our next guest, Mr. Jeremiah Chase, author of the book, Virgin Men Do. I know it looks like don't, but it's do. (laughs) Jeremiah Chase, he's also an entrepreneur and uh, he's at at sexcanwaitawhile.com. Got a whole lot of stuff going on. This young man is is working right now. He's, he's talking to us while he's on his break. He's about that life in terms of bringing and reaching people with, I guess, a God, a Christocentric worldview, even for a young black man from Philadelphia. And so it is our pleasure to bring on and introduce to you today, uh, Jeremiah Chase. I'm so glad that you're here today. Thank you for joining us and taking some time out because we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, thank you, Ms. Crawford. Thank you, Dr. Phillip. This has been an awesome time. Enjoying myself. I'm glad to see you here. And, you know, it's, you're in the car just as long as you don't drive away. Let's just talk. <laughs> talk to me. You, there's a quote in the book that I love that says, uh-huh. God, no, I think I saw this on your website. It says, God did not call us to be a practice mate, but a purpose mate. So I think yep. you need to start with dropping some knowledge on that right now. What are you talking about? So basically, like, I'm not a food truck. And I feel like that a lot of times in relationships, which I have done, I didn't protect my love languages, mm-hmm. but I kind of like I was giving samples out. And God was like, yo, bro, like, what you doing? Because at the end of the day, you know, who takes a fall for that? I mm-hmm. give pieces away to my heart and I'm heartbroken. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like that's salty on, you know, uh, on, on my end, I posted a video yesterday talking about like, yo, stop treating yourself like you're a guinea pig. Stop letting people test stuff on you. You know, like we're not lab rats, but mm-hmm. we're children of God. We're men of God. We're women of God. So, and, um, that's the part where, you know, where like I start to talk about the difference between courtship and dating. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we live in a dating world. Sometimes when people say, when people think about courtship, they think it's a synonym. They think it's the same thing. And mm. it's like, no, if you do your research on dating, if you really do your research on dating, you'll find out that um, uh, the definition of, um, of a date is actually a night out with a prostitute. So a lot of times in our relationships, mm-hmm. we go and we basically, we prostitute our bodies out. You know mm. what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, yo, 
look, I don't care if you haven't slept with anybody. I don't care if you probably didn't even kiss nobody. But a lot of times we were in relationships with these people, giving out our time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to even be an exchange uh, for money, but you were exchanging something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and a lot of time it's like, you know, uh, my wife always joke about it, like, yo, and I can't get that time back. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't get that time back. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, it's like, yo, all right, cool. If we can really take our bodies, right, and think mm-hmm. about our relationship with Christ and be like, yo, God, what if I really saved myself for your best? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have to practice sex on nobody. You know what I mean? Because stuff like that comes with, like, heartbreak. So, like, what you going to do about that? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they, you know, people will uh encourage you to Christian date. They will encourage you to um go out there and uh mingle and um you um uh give yourself to a whole bunch of people till you find your one. Why would God do that? Mm-hmm. Why would God do that? So you mean I'ma smash this one, I'ma mm-hmm. smash that one. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'ma get head from this one, I'ma mm-hmm. get head from that one, right? And then by the time you know, you guys ever see that meme where it's like an old guy in a wheelchair and they mm-hmm. say, this is when uh, men are ready to sit down. Um, I, I'm sorry. This is when men are ready to settle down. Mm-hmm. He's in a wheelchair already. Yeah. Right? And I feel like that's the things of what our today is now. Like, I watch this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I think the podcast is hilarious, right? But they give out the worst relationship advice ever. <laughs> And not the only ones. There's lots of people out there doing that. Yo, and like we're rap because like yo, Dr. Phil, I wish I wish I can be like yo. But you know what? The only reason why it's worse because our morals. They believe in premarital sex. I don't. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, let so me it's like yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me let me say first of all, okay, first of all, we can see that you are on a roll and you are passionate. You do not lack passion. <laughs> let me let me just stop for a minute. Because I think we can all when we look at you and we hear this brother come in here, got your hat on backwards, got your nice little t-shirt and watching everything, and the way you talk, I don't know if you are what people thought we would talk to. When we're talking about virgin men do exist and you were the virgin man that you're writing about. So talk to me, who, where are you from? I believe you're from Philadelphia, but talk to me about your background. Were you, did you grow up in a Christian home? What was your family like? Uh, and now what are you doing now? Cause I think you work at a a tech company or something like that. Talk to us. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, well, I'm 29 years old. Um, and, um, I'm from North Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, grew up in Philly all my life. Um, you know, grew up in the hood. I grew up, uh, Christian household, uh, dad pastor, you know, um, parents with the, uh, parents got divorced when I was like 17. Um, and, uh, my parents, they were virgins before they got married, you know, but they never talked to me about sex, <laughs> never mm. talked to me about girls. You know, I had, I, I never had that conversation with my dad. Um, you know, so it was kind of like a, like what the heck? Like like how are you this person today? Mm-hmm. But um a lot of people had a perception of me um because of the way I dress. Uh, mm-hmm. my wife is uh my wife is thirty seven years old. Mm-hmm. Um but my wife looks twenty five. Mm-hmm. And um my wife was also a virgin. You know what I'm saying? So we got married. Well, we're going to get to that in a minute. Yeah. You tell me that you said you grew up in Philadelphia. Yep. You grew up in the church. Uh, obviously now you're married. When did you write this book? 
I wrote the book in the pandemic when I lost my job <laughs> uh-huh. last year. Yeah, last year. So, um, and, uh, March, 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 I got started. Yeah, like, yeah, like March, I got started. March. I really started writing in like April because I was in a, uh, co- uh, I was in a book, I was in a book coaching class. Mm-hmm. So it lasted about a month and then I started, um, going hard, you mm-hmm. know, writing in my, you know, uh, writing my book, you know, so I never thought I'd become an author though. I was <laughs> like, man, I don't want to read no books. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I, I like reading things that are like really interest me. Yeah, but um, I was like, man. But then I was like, yo, I'm, you I'm say you say at the beginning of the book that um, as you're dedicating it and um, giving the introduction, <laughs> that you're like, Lord, the the Lord sort of. It sounds like the Lord kind of put it on you, and here you you yeah. know here you had to come out here and bring this to the world. What what was that experience like? Oh, like just writing a book? No, just having sort of the the idea or the the sense that the spirit was leading you to write this book. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, it was just like uh because like a lot of times when God tells me to do something, I'm like, yo, all right. Um, because I'm really, I would believe myself to be really like obedient because mm-hmm. I don't want to miss out on opportunity. I mm-hmm. don't. So I'm like, especially God tell you something like I really was hearing what, uh, you know what I'm saying? What, um, what Dr. Philip was saying, like, yo, create your own opportunity. You know what I mean? Cause a lot of people out here complaining, yo, create the opportunity. I'm mm-hmm. a firm believer in that. So it was just like, but when the opportunity comes from the Lord, I don't want to sleep on it. Mm-hmm. You know, cause God knew how I felt about books and just kind of just reading. Um, I like to read, but I like to read things that are interest me. A lot of things don't interest, interest me to read. <laughs> if that makes I, sense. I hear you. You know? So, yeah. um, but yeah, like during that time, it was just like, all right, cool, God, if I'm a, if, if, you know, if this is what you want me to do, then put that fire in me. And God put that fire in me. So, and look, the crazy thing is, cause my book coach was telling me, she was like, Jeremiah. All right. So when the pandemic started for me in March, when I lost my job, I started going hard on social media. Like mm-hmm. I started going hard and I, our, our first instant, our, our first live was pornography and masturbation. So mm-hmm. my sis, uh, Summer Joy, uh, she was delivered from homosexuality for like 15 years. Me and her, we went live. We, we did like a two hour live, put that thing mm-hmm. up on YouTube and like people, they got saved that night. After mm-hmm. that, it was, it was curtains from there. It was curtains from there. So I well, mean. Let yeah. me ask you something right on that point. And Dr. Phil, feel free to jump in here at any point, at any point you feel like, because I've just got so many questions for Jeremiah. And is that okay if I call you Jeremiah? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting that you said that because in the book, you talk about abstinence, talk uh-huh. about masturbation, you talk about mm-hmm. pornography, you even talk about mm-hmm. celibacy. But mm-hmm. I get the sense that um what you were presenting when you're talking about virginity mm-hmm. that all of those were easier to talk about and you hear more about those than virginity is am i picking up on that oh, yeah. correctly yeah, yeah yeah and why would that be the case because celibacy is a dip it's different between celibacy and different between abstinence mm-hmm. celibacy if you uh look at it, like priests they're celibate like they mm-hmm. took a vow never to have sex again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Somebody that's practicing abstinence, it's like, okay, you're waiting 
until like marriage. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But celibacy is like, all right, you had sex before, then you like, you're never getting the draws again, right? Mm-hmm. But some people don't understand that. They'd be like, yeah, I'm celibate. They'd be like, no, the real definition is like, you don't want to be married. Like, you're not interested in being married. Mm-hmm. You're not interested in any sexual pleasure, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, we are in a, a society where it's popular to say, to uh say uh celibacy it's people that got married that say yeah i was celibate but it's like mm-hmm. people just lack the knowledge of knowing what the two differences are mm-hmm. so that's one of the things that we do and shout out to my sister shakia seabrook because she uh deals with that a lot and actually mm-hmm. brought that to my clear attention because i because i will always say abstinence because i really too wasn't schooled on the word celibacy but when mm-hmm. she brought it to my attention i was like all right cool you know so uh her organization called the sexist tribe so shout out to her she but you didn't really add, you didn't tell me why do you think that people don't want to talk about virginity oh yeah no 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 i'm um well, you hear that i'm sorry i'm interrupting yeah. i'm too excited no, no, <laughs> no it's cool it's cool <laughs> so a lot so we always live in a culture where all right all three of us know people who have gotten married but we don't know their testimony if they were virgins or not and I'm not mm-hmm. saying get on the soapbox. I'm, I'm not saying start, you know, uh, you know, get on a bullhorn and say I was a virgin, um, before marriage, but we, people lack that testimony. People lack sharing that. It's like, yo, well, even my parents, yo, how come the kid didn't know y'all were virgins? Like, why <laughs> did you tell me that? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I don't get it. And a lot of times we used to be, like we said, the black household, any household, especially, yo, the Christian household, you know, Come on, man. Like, y'all not talking to y'all kids? hmm Yeah. Like, why y'all think pastors' kids is out here wilding? Mm-hmm. You're not talking to them. You know what's Period. funny is that you're talking to two pastors' kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, now, look. Yeah. Y'all can say, well, my parents talked to me. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I'm not going to argue with that. I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But I know it's a whole bunch of... Think about it. Mm-hmm. Name well, one artist that didn't grow up in the church. Yeah. Name one artist that didn't grow up in the <laughs> And now they out here doing secular. Mm-hmm. You like, dang. Yeah. Well, you ain't think about giving God one album? Mm. Well, well, now now they are. <laughs> <laughs> now you got Snoop and, and everybody else. But let me let me ask you a question on um mindset and uh clarity of thought. Uh, okay. you know, before marriage, it talked to us about how sex sometimes clouds the thought and, and being a virgin or, or being abstinent before marriage. Talk to us about clarity of thought and making clear decisions based on that action. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would like to start here to actually, um, knowing your why, you know what I mean? Knowing your why that you want to wait, why you want to do something. Um, but to get on that, like the clear thought, and I also say this, me and my wife, we waited to have our first kiss until the altar. And we mm-hmm. actually found that that's really popular with couples, you know, ones who are Christians and ones who aren't because mm-hmm. people, whether you believe it or not, you know what sex does. Stop playing with me. Mm-hmm. You know what it do. So that's why I, I've, I've met a lot of people. They say, yo, celibacy or abstinence is so like refreshing. Like it clears my mind. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So me even kissing a young lady, that that's putting blinders in front of me. That's mm-hmm. putting blinders in front of me. Because I know even though I'm not going to have sex, 
I'm still being distracted by something because something that my flesh wants to do, mm-hmm. something that my flesh wants to be entertained by. You know what I mean? You know, holding hands and touching and stuff like that, you know, those can be blinders. So, you know, people are like, well, you know, I don't think it's a big deal. All right, cool. Well, you don't think it's a big deal until you're behind heartbroken again from mm-hmm. something that you had uh control of, you know. Mm-hmm. But um sex, I mean, it can cloud your judgment about people. You know, um I've had a friend of mine where he was telling me, he was like, yo, bro, like, you know, like the weight, and we was talking about different things and talking about women. And I um I actually had to tell him, I said, bro, think about all the women that you had sex with, right? And he was like, all right. So I said, think about how many times, how many, how many women those were and how many times you would have been a father. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about how many bullets you dodged and women that you didn't have no intention to marry. Mm-hmm. How many baby moms or baby mama dramas would have came out of that situation? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, it really can cloud, um, it really can cloud your judgment because it doesn't tell you about people. You know what I'm saying? It, mm-hmm. it honestly, it doesn't even tell you about that person's body. It just tells you about the physical part because you don't know if somebody has a sexual transmitted disease until after the fact. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just like you and, and, and like, the crazy thing is what a lot of people don't know, Dr. P, it's like, look, you can find out a lot about a person without sleeping with them. Mm. <laughs> you can find so much about a person. You know, honestly, it's like, yo, like the sex part is probably like, you know, you don't know much about them and you still getting to know people after having sex. Mm-hmm. You know, people are still trying to get to know people after having them. You know what I mean? And then they don't think about the spiritually transmitted diseases. You know what I'm saying? You know, and you don't even need to have a soul tie be, even to have sex. Talk to us a minute. From, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Talk to us about a soul tie. You do mention that in the mm-hmm. book. What is a soul tie? Yeah, so a soul tie is um, soul ties. They can be a positive or a negative, right? Mm-hmm. So I believe that we're soul tied to our parents because they mm-hmm. are our parents. Like. I don't care what kind of situation y'all have. You, you know, if you say, say, say for some reason, I stopped talking to my father Mm -hmm. and like, I found out like my dad passed away. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I don't care what kind of, what fallout happened. I'm going to still feel some type of way. Mm -hmm. You're like, dang, my pop passed. You know what I mean? Or when a relationship is created. Um, it was, uh, David and, uh, John and, uh, Jonathan, if don't get me wrong, they were best mm-hmm. friends. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot of people, I don't know why they, they were trying to say that they were gay. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> no, they were so tied to each other. They were best friends. They had that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And a, a lot of times, you know, when you create a relationship with somebody through sex or just friendship, you create something. So you create mm-hmm. a soul tie, you know, and I, and I really believe that there are different levels of it too as well. You know what I mean? Some mm-hmm. bad and some positive. But a lot of times we only talk about the positive. We talk about oh, soul ties. You talk with that person. You do got to be mindful of that. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you don't know what other people are dealing with. You know, okay. it's like people like y'all believing in zodiac signs, horoscopes, but never believe in God's plan. Never believe in His plan for love. But you mm-hmm. going up there? And, oh, I'm uh, Sagittarius. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me ask you this. Um... Okay, I I would love to know 
the experience that you had, even with your, you know, the friends and your social circle, um, Mm -hmm. what kind of reaction, you know, toward you regarding your stand? Mm -hmm. And then I have a second question that's closely related to that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no problem. You know what, uh, Ms. Crawford, honestly, I've never had none of my friends look at me crazy because I was a virgin. I said it in the beginning of my book, my boys, Devin, Vaughn, G Money, um, and Tyler, they was like, yo, like, and some of them, they like, cause I had to call them and ask them. I said, yo, did you know I was a virgin in high school? Like, did y'all know that? Mm-hmm. And, um, they, they was like, yeah, Chase, they, they was like, yo, remember when you told me? You know what I'm saying? Then one person, I didn't tell him yet. And he said, yo, but when we were talking about women, they said, yo, I knew Chase. He was just, he was just on a different type time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I got friends who won't even talk talk to me about certain things because they know I'm not on that type of time, but they mm-hmm. respect like my morals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. You know, so but yeah, you know, I, I, I um, they it's it's always been a respect thing. It was just like, yo, like, oh, bro, like you still a virgin? And I'll be like, yeah, like all right, all right. No. You know, it was it was always a respect thing. Like like I like like I was never made fun of. The only time. Mm-hmm. Was when we um when I started testing wait a while and this one picture got viral. Mm-hmm. Uh, it say it said twenty eight year old virgin and thirty six year old virgin. A picture mm-hmm. of me and my wife wearing these shirts: friendship, courtship, um, marriage, sex, mm-hmm. and it went viral. So people like the like you know um people hopping on the post you know trying to make fun of our uh you know because um my um my uh, my wife is eight years older than me you know mm-hmm. and the fact that we were both virgins. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So we preaching this gospel in a world that's like, yo, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Like, what y'all doing? But the good will always outweigh the bad. People okay. don't know that it's a whole bunch of virgin men out here, a whole bunch of uh, virgin women out here, a whole bunch of people that's practicing abstinence and celibacy that needed that message. Like, yo, okay, cool. I got the confirmation. Yo, I can keep pushing, mm-hmm. you know, to make you feel even more comfortable. Like, yo, okay, cool. We mm-hmm. are starting to train about the wait. We're right. It's like, all right, you gonna make fun of us because we waiting. Then we gonna make fun of, uh, fun of you because you having premarital sex because you won't like them jokes. <laughs> you won't like the heartbreak jokes on how you gotta keep on finding uh-huh. a different person. Uh-huh. You won't uh-huh. like them jokes. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about how you did find your bride. I don't know if we could put it up by James. I don't know if you can put it up or not. But uh, so you're married now, and this is this is yes, new. Ma'am. This is new. Yes, ma'am. Yep, Talk new to us. How did you find your lovely bride? So what happened was um, in 2017, I started uh, I started a men's talk show. Mm-hmm. Um, this is before it's asking wait a while. Um, it was um, called Gentlemen's Club Real Talk. So we would go Facebook Live and we would do it at the uh, Urban Arts Gallery in uh, West Philadelphia. So we would uh, we would do the show every Monday night at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. One of one of uh, Brandy's friends was um, acting in a play. So this play rehearsal would happen before we would come in and do our show. So I had connected with her, was talking to her, and she and she got a radio show. She was like, "Look, all right, cool. I'm gonna watch this show tonight, but I want y'all to come on my radio show." I said, "All right, cool." So she watched that show tonight. She watched the episode tonight and she shared it. So I will always go in, find out who liked it and who shared it and stuff like that. And I will thank them. Brandy was, was one of those people. So I, I, I reached out to her. I said, yo, thanks for liking it, you know, and sharing the show. 
boom, I kept it moving. I would do that with a lot of people. And I yeah. made great friends doing that. So it wasn't like I was on the joint, like, trying to see who she was, you know? Because <laughs> she didn't even know who I was because my picture had three guys in it. It was mm-hmm. me and my two bros I did the, um, um, I did the show with. So mm-hmm. she didn't know which, which person, like, she was talking to. <laughs> so, um, after that, you know, like, um, we, you know, like we had formed a uh, friendship. It was mm-hmm. like, um, you know, and look, I formed a friendship with other people at the same time. But, mm-hmm. um, it happened where it was like September of that year. I had not, you know, she invited me to like her birthday party, but like I didn't go. I didn't mm-hmm. go. I had something to do with something like that. Um, and, um, cause, you know, I, mean, I didn't really know her like that, but, you know, she invited me. Um, um, you know, like I knew her enough to where she felt comfortable, like, yo, you know, like, I, you know, um, I got this birthday dinner, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, slide through if you want to, you know what I mean? Like just some, just, uh, we call it a cool shit, you know, we mm-hmm. just cool. That's it. <laughs> a cool shit. Um, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she was just like, you know, just come through, but I didn't go. So I, I hit her up. I said, look, Cause she praise dances. I said, look, next time you praise dance, uh, let me know. Um, I pull up. So when I hit her up, she was like, cause she lived far. Like she lived mm-hmm. like an hour away from Philly. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So she was like, man, like you not about to, like she, this is her telling, like thinking in her head, like, yo, you not about to come all the way out here. Mm-hmm. She's like, Valley, New Jersey. You know what I mean? So she sent me the flyer. I was like, all right, cool. So I popped up. Mm-hmm. I popped up that day. And, you know, I was like, all right, cool. You know, like, you know, she danced, you know, did an awesome job. She also got a word from the Lord that day. That was crazy oh. about her husband and didn't even know it was me. That mm-hmm. I, th- I thought that was funny. Um, But um, I was like, yeah, you know, let's go to IHOP uh, afterwards. She was like, all right, cool. It was like this concert that started to like, that, that, that June started, it was like from like three to eight. I was like, mm-hmm. this is a five hour long concert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the heck, I'm, I'm about to be out. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, um, one of my homegirls hit me up. was like, yo, he's like, yo, you trying to go to this art show? I said, yeah. So I was like, yo, I'm about to, I'm about to be out. Like, we're going to hang out later. So mm-hmm. I dipped. I dipped. So it was like two weeks later, I said, yo, look, I know I said, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we were supposed to go get something to eat or whatever. Um, what you doing today? It was like on a Sunday. She was like, no, I ain't doing nothing. So we had went to like Outback. And then after that, that's how, uh, that's how we met. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's how we started to get close. You went from a cool ship to a, that's, you need to add that to the shirt. The right. Cool, cool ship, are, friendship, the friendship, friendship, sex. How, when did you find out that you both, when did you reveal to each other that you were both virgins and seeking a godly mate? I, we was on the phone one day and I said something cause me, I was always comfortable sharing about my virginity. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I don't, I, I don't never had no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a part of my life, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would just say the conversation, like, yeah, I'm a virgin, da, da, da. you know what I mean? Um, so I told her on the phone, um, you know, when we was just cool and she, she said something implying mm-hmm. that she was a virgin, mm-hmm. but I never like asked her like, yo, you a virgin? But mm-hmm. because I didn't, I, I didn't meet a lot of virgins. Okay. So which I didn't care because I didn't care if my wife was a virgin or not. I was chilling. Mm-hmm. So she, um, so I had, so another time on the phone, I, I had later, I had talked to her just, and I was like, I was like, yo B, I said, remember that time we was having this conversation? And, and I was like, 
I was say I said something about me being a virgin, and you said something. But I, I thought to myself, I said, "Did like, are you?" I, was, I thought to myself, "Like, is she a virgin?" And, and and so I asked her, and she was like, "Yeah." So I was like, "All right, cool. That's what's up." <laughs> well, you know now I mean? today you're married. You've got a new family, Doctor Phil. I thought you were going to jump in there. Were you saying something? No, I mean, listen, this is great content. This is um, something great for everybody to think about. And and actually, I did uh, years ago what's called a purity ball mm. and, you know, encouraging abstinence before marriage. So um, and it was successful for at least three years. I did that while I was working in youth department, mm-hmm. and really just trying to inspire young people to, you know, think on this level because and, and that's why I asked the question about cloudy mindsets and yeah. you know, making decisions. And and it really goes to the point of. You know, your every decision, because guess what? The church has a high divorce rate, right? Mm. Uh, Doing it the world's way has not worked out for us. Okay. Mm, Never. So, um, you know, we're talking about a long-term plan that's Mm -hmm. going to last. And guess what? If you get with somebody and you, can I keep it real? You, you like them, right? Sex is going to take a break for a minute. Like <laughs> for whatever reason in a marriage, sometimes it takes a break and you got to you got to love that person that you're with. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to be able to vibe with that person, whether it's health issues, whether it's just mood issues, whether, you know, you've got to be able to deal with that. So I, I think that these concepts are key. Oh my goodness. This is so good. Is And I, I love to be, look, before we leave this topic, because I'm going to ask you about the Christian fashion week, but before we oh, leave yeah. these, this topic, when you start off the book, you are talking to the person who feels alone. And I want you to end this topic by talking to that person out there who's trying to live the way the Lord is leading them to live, or that person who's holding out hope, but it's taken a while. Give me, give them a word before we leave this topic. I want you to understand this. I want you to be comfortable where you are. I want you to be comfortable where you are. If it's in your heart that you really believe that you're going to be married because everybody's not called to be, everybody's not called to be married. That needs to be a reality that you do think about. But I do believe if you believe in your heart that you'll be married, okay, cool, then you'll be married. Just the, your focus is your singleness. Yeah, you need to embrace that. Mm-hmm. You really need to embrace that. Enjoy the time you are in now. You know what I mean? Because if you enjoy your time, then you, because God not going to send you no slouch. You know, God won't send you no project where you mm-hmm. got to sh- tell them and show them about absence and purity. No, mm-hmm. uh-uh. God will Adam, Eve met Adam where he were, where he was in the garden. Mm-hmm. That person is going to meet you there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, so just just understand and stop worrying about when this husband or wife is coming, where about where you are now? Where yeah. about where you are now? Because sometimes we we put too much prayer and we put too much focus on the, the other person. Mm-hmm. I made a post the other day. I said, God desires us to know him more mm-hmm. in that credit score, right? <laughs> so <laughs> you want to make sure that you're cool. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. don't worry about what people making um making fun of you and stuff like that. Share your testimony. Don't be share the te- don't be scared to share your testimony. And mm. virginity does not equal purity. It's not the same thing. Because I was dealing with masturbation, so I wasn't pure. I wasn't practicing purity, masturbating at the same time. Mm. 
It's a difference. You know, it's a completely different. Yeah. Oh, I love you. I love your transparency and your honesty. And, you know, I'm not even looking at the comments. I'm just listening. I hope you guys, you know, are braced for this conversation. This is the kind of thing we have to talk about. You didn't even want to talk about. I mean, uh, you were saying we got to talk about it. And I guess the times that we don't is when we're having our, our, our people in our close circle falling through the cracks or feeling that like they're alone now let me just shift gears for a second we only got a few more minutes and then, you know you're out here in your car talking to us you got to go back to work i got nine minutes come on talk to me about the philadelphia christian week uh fashion week real quick yes yes so friday is our last uh passing call uh it's okay. going to be in camden mm-hmm. um 2601 i believe um york square yorkship square um it's going to be dope 7.30 to 9.30, it's going to be crazy. Um, Philadelphia Christian Fashion Week, there has never been a Christian Fashion Week ever in Philadelphia. So mm-hmm. this Philadelphia Christian Fashion Week will be the first uh, Philadelphia annual Philadelphia Christian Fashion Week. We found that, we, uh, like I told you on the phone the other day, we found so many things where we don't have to compromise. We did mm-hmm. a project called the Adam and Eve Collection. We did a whole fashion shoot video that's on YouTube. We use all gospel content all Christian content. We did not have to compromise. We found Christian soca. We found Christian reggae. Yeah. We, like it's, there's a lot of people out here doing things for God. That's not whack. I want to put it out there. That's yeah. not garbage. Cause a lot of times that's right. doing things Christian, we have a, a high uh, popularity for coming out for whack, mm-hmm. whack material. And just it's like, yo, you ain't gotta come and yeah. come with the secular beat. And put godly lyrics on top of it. We don't have to do that no more, bro. We don't okay. have to do that no more. You know what I mean? Come up with our own creativity. God gave us that creativity. So use it. Um, we're looking at the first week of, uh, October. So stay tuned. We're looking for donations. We're looking mm-hmm. for help. We're wrapped. We still yeah. looking for a building where to do it at. Um, so tell us we where grinding. we can reach you and follow you before you go. Oh, uh, at sex can wait a while on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, Philadelphia Christian Fashion Week on Facebook, Phila Christian Fashion Week on Instagram. Awesome. Oh, that's great. I, I need a I need a sound effect of, of applause. Thank you, Jeremiah Chase, for joining us today and for just coming here and, and dropping some knowledge, some wisdom here on us today. Godly wisdom in your own package. I love the package that is you. And we just pray God's blessings on your new and wonderful family, you and your wife, all that you're doing with your fashion line, Philadelphia uh, Christian Week, sexcanwaitawhile.com, and in the sale. Y'all go ahead and get this. Virgin men do exist for some people in your life that you know. Just go ahead and slip it under the door. Okay, do what you need to do. So we say goodbye to you as you go on back to work. And I, I've already I'm followed guessing. him on Instagram. So right. yeah. I, I, I've already hit the follow. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dr. P. Uh, hey, um, Miss Carmela, uh, can you give Dr. P my number? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So we can connect. Absolutely. I will do right, so. Cool. And we I will have make more sure. podcasts to do, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I will make sure that we put all this content in the comments so that you can come back and check for later, as well as the flyer for the Philadelphia Christian Fashion Week so that you can find out what's happening with that. God bless. See you later. Take care, uh, Mr. Jeremiah Chase. Thank you so much for joining us.
And I thank each one of you all for joining us on What's the Message? You know, every week we try to bring it. This is good food for thought. And I need you to share this with young men and young women in your life. Even the older men and older women in your life, you know, this is possible. It's doable. All things are possible with God. That's what the word says to us. In all things, God can be, and he has promised that he would be all of these things to us and fill that, that void, whatever that emptiness is that we have. This is an uplifting conversation, spiritual content that I love. But I want to just say a couple of things before we sign off today. We are in a campaign. Dr. Phil, you know this. We are in our annual Message Magazine campaign. Yes, Message is a three-dimensional ministry. We have a magazine and you can sign up now at messagemagazine.com where you can subscribe both uh, for the print edition and the digital edition. There's a sale on right now where you get the print and the digital. So what I'm asking you to do is go ahead and get both. You keep the digital and send the print edition to somebody in your circle of influence who needs some uplift and needs some content in their life that's going to be transformed and changing. We're all about redemption, relationship, and readiness here at Message Magazine. So go ahead. Not only that, remember that we are in several prisons. I just got a call this past week from a chaplain at the Red Eagle. I hope I could say that. The Red Eagle Prison Facility down Mm. in Alabama thanking us for the magazines that we are sending there to the people who are incarcerated, he said, I know they will be blessed by reading this content. That's all we're trying to do. I want you to also know that we are on the move. I will be in Pennsylvania this week, and hopefully I get to connect with Jeremiah Chase and his wife. We'll be there for what we're calling uh, an infusion. We'll be there with uh, several people in Chester as we're doing everything uh, along with that church there, Pastor Ron Williams doing COVID testing. I even believe COVID vaccinations, handing out all kinds of goods and goodies, things that people need. We're just going to be there. So we have several infusions this summer. We need you to go ahead, like, share, Follow everything that we're doing here at um, Message so that you can also donate and just pray for us. That's the big thing. Pray for what we're doing. In August, we'll be in South Bend, Indiana, and I'll um, share more of those details a little later. We're also working this summer at another infusion in California. Pomona, California is just one of the cities in which we are coming alongside with Habitat for Humanity and working on uh, housing for people. Come on, you know your home. If you don't have your home, everything is up in the air and is unstable. So that's what we're seeking to do. Message in the community because we believe the message is our superpower. It's not message. It's the message in message because the gospel of Christ is the power unto God, of of God unto salvation. Praise God for what the chance we get to do. Now, I'm going to say one other thing before we go. Don't forget, we got tracks. I was on a trip recently and I took a a tracks and I know it sounds old fashioned, but it still works. Hey, we just had a whole uh, show about courtship and virginity. You talk about some so-called old fashioned concepts that still work. You never know when you meet somebody who needs a word. I took a stack with me on my trip and just, just, hey, lay back and let the Lord and the spirit 
say, this person may need a conversation or may not even need a conversation. They just need a word from you. Slip the thing that God says. Go ahead, share that one with them. Let's see what happens. I went into a, come on, Dr. Phil, it's so funny. I went into a vegan market where they sell all kind of, you know, sandwiches and chips and everything like this. And, you know, I'm probably the only vegan in the world who loves vegan junk food. That's just a problem with mine. But I went in there and by the time I left, I was able to, to share. I said, like, you know, message has been around here all these years and we have been doing the vegan, vegetarian uh, kind of cuisine for many years. And so I was able to share with the people there at the store. We've got stuff for you to share. We've got uh, conversations for you that they can help, uh, I guess, create some friendship, coolship, yeah. and some community. Right, Dr. Phil? Hey, listen, and, and also, if you have content, let's, let's repeat that again. If you have content, mm-hmm. even an app that talks about vegan food or, or, or working out, exercise, health, um, you have an app you, you're featuring, write mm-hmm. us. Let us know. Even if you don't write to me, write to message. Mm-hmm. Let them know. We have a book out. We're talking about health. We just talked about, you know, um, you know, healthy lifestyle as far as relationships. Mm-hmm. But you have a restaurant. Listen, let's feature you. You got a vegan restaurant. There's plenty, uh, especially around yes. the urban community. Let us know. Now, this video right here, right now is mm-hmm. on YouTube. So that's your track. You can share the link. Mm-hmm. Um, at least most people we know have YouTube, yeah. right? So some people may not have Facebook. You can share the Facebook. You can share that to your page as well. But you can take the YouTube link, share it, mm-hmm. and text it to like five people that you feel will be benefit and we can add value to from this video. You want to uh, share this video out. Oh, Dr. Phil, I thank you for joining us today. And thank all of you for joining us as well. Hey, same time next week. Next week, we're going to be talking to Barna Research. We've got two experts or an expert coming um, on two different topics from Barna Research, talking about how to find your calling and purpose and how to mend those broken relationships. You got to join us same time next week. Same conversation. God bless. Thank you for listening to The Anchored Voice. For the video edition of this, subscribe to our YouTube channel, McGuire ENTV. For audio, listen on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. Until next time, stay anchored.